All right, welcome to Pursuit of Balance by your host, Corey Mayu. We go over all things health, wellness, fitness, and try to give you guys the most holistic approach to treat all these things, treating yourself from dimension number one of movement and exercise, nutrition, sleep, stress management, the community and environment around you, and most importantly, your mindset that you live with every single day. So what's up, everybody? Today, I wanted to get into a subject that I had a good conversation with with a client earlier in this week about fitness tracking and fitness tech and wearable devices. And, you know, if anybody's been following me long enough, you know, over the last couple of years, I've done a lot of that. But I want to kind of go over um, the good and the bad, right? The pros and the cons and what type of devices I would suggest for people, how you should be using them, things to expect when you first do start using them. Um, and that's kind of the rabbit hole that we'll go down today, right? It's just all things kind of fitness tracking and fitness tech. Um, and to jump right into it, I think a lot of the fitness tech space is, <clears throat> for me, is really intriguing to kind of see what it's going to do over time, especially over this next decade. Because uh, even for me, like one of the goals I had for functional lifestyles prior to opening up was actually kind of trying to gamify a lot what we already do from a data kind of standpoint. And what I mean by that is like a lot of the data points that we have at functional lifestyles from body composition of weight, muscle mass, body fat. Uh, performance in the gym. So obviously things like, you know, tracking times, tracking weights for, and then movements and then nutrition. I mean, there's a lot that you can track. And one of the goals that I would love to have maybe down the road, um, if this becomes something that's a little bit more affordable and accessible for most is building something that allows us to kind of gamify that whole operation, right? Now there's so many companies that are already doing this from like, you know, Whoop and Aura and then on the nutrition calorie tracking standpoint, um, there's all these companies that have grown and really built themselves to kind of big names over the last decade. Um, and I think it's really, really cool to see that because it allows us to kind of create a lot more accountability and awareness for the user because a lot of us tend to just kind of go in blind with most things health um, or or we just, you know, choose to listen to a doctor only, which I'm from, you know, one of those camps that like take as many different opinions, but more importantly, like do as much as you can first yourself, pull as many lifestyle levers as we can before we decide to go the route of any other direction. Um, so one of the, the conversation that I had was talking about like how I actually think like I'm personally going through this like tech-free um, moment right now in my life, right? Meaning I'm like, I'm trying not to like use anything on the fitness wearable space side of things, right? So I'm not doing anything tracking nutrition. Um, I'm not doing anything to track sleep. I'm not doing anything to track my fitness. I'm not doing anything to track my steps. Um, and you know, my whole belief from it is like, you got to be able to use it at certain times to kind of bridge gaps or if you're starting off or, and that's everything we'll talk about today. Um, I'm personally now at a place where I'm trying to become a little bit more intuitive. Um, and I also realized that actually just wearing it so long that like, I don't want to say it gave me anxiety, but it kind of, I felt like it actually became like almost an additional stress because it's just like, it's like another number you're chasing. It's another thing that you're going after. Um, I'm personally a very competitive personality. So for me, it's like, even with myself, I wanted to beat my sleep score. I wanted to beat my fitness score. Um, and not to say that's wrong by any means, but I think you really kind of have to reevaluate where you're currently at. Um, with your health and with your routine and what are the goals more importantly because I don't think you necessarily need to be progressing and tracking every single area of your life. Um, every single kind of nutrition person on the internet wants to say this and every single person with now fitness wants to say this is like, well, uh, you know, would, would you track your income and expenses with your business? And uh, yeah, yeah, I do. But it's, you know, for me running a business um, is not that different from running your own life. So there's a lot of that statement that I do agree with. Um, uh, but also at the same time, it's like, 
running a business in tracking your steps or tracking your calories, like, you know, you, I can actually go without being super detailed about expenses and income on a personal, you know, perspective financially and just look at my bank statement at the end of every month and be like, Oh, cool. The number's higher than it was in the beginning of the month. And then realize that like, okay, we're going the right direction, right? So what I mean by that is you can track two different things. You can track the process or you can track the results, right? Um, if you become at a, if you put yourself in a place where you start to become more intuitive, um, I personally just kind of like to look at the result and just really focus on the process versus tracking the process um, and always thinking about the result, right? In uh, both ways work, right? And I'm not really like discrediting any side of the story today. I'm just kind of giving you guys a little insight to how I think about all this stuff, right? So for me, number one, just to kind of kick off this conversation of like what I thought was bad in tracking fitness is <clears throat> this is not really a bad thing, but it's just a, it's a concept of how I think most things in life are. Anytime you start something new where you really start to develop a lot of awareness around that subject, things tend to get worse before they get better, right? Um, and to give you an example, when we think about fitness tracking, when I first started tracking my sleep, um, I realized, I'm like, wow, I feel like I should have more REM sleep. I, I feel like I should be having a better sleep score. Um, and it gave me anxiety. And that anxiety actually made my sleep worse in the beginning phase of tracking it. Um, it eventually got to a place where I started to get used to what I was doing, right? And we see the same thing with clients when it comes to nutrition, um, when it comes to steps, when it comes to performance tracking. Um, a lot of times you'll see that that awareness that the technology is creating for you actually ends up stressing you out. And that stress in return actually takes you backwards, right? Um, so I want you to understand that most of the time, probably if not all the time, you're almost going to get a little worse before you get better anytime you start to track anything, right? And it's the same thing to kind of use that financial example earlier. It's like if I wanted to work with a financial advisor to start becoming smarter with my money and tracking income and tracking expenses and knowing where my money is coming in and out of, um, a lot of times when you put the bank statement in front of you and you like to look at like, holy shit, I'm spending this much money on food or holy shit, I'm spending this much money on subscriptions. Um, so that awareness in the beginning front tends to make things worse. Um, so that was like the number one thing that I noticed like right off the bat with any type of device I tracked from like the continuous glucose monitor to tracking sleep to tracking fitness. Um, you know, just be prepared for that. Number two, the thing I think was a big fault was uh, how it, it, it takes you away from becoming intuitive, right? It takes you away from becoming in tuned with your own body and your own self. And due to the fact that you're using the technology and the objective score, the objective measurement or the objective data point to kind of run your life, right? Um, and to give you a prime example, it's like in Whoop, for example, they would rate recovery and kind of, you know, from zero to a hundred percent and you would be either in the red or the yellow or the green. If you woke up in the red, a lot of people would be like, day's over. Like <laughs> I shouldn't work out today. I probably should call off sick today. Like, you know, my body's just not in the right place to be functioning. Um, and subjectively you actually could feel good, right? So I think when you, when you think about becoming more intuitive with yourself, you need to understand that there's an objective measurement behind what you do and there's a subjective feeling behind what you do. And trying to find the balance and kind of the sweet spot between both of those I think is really important. So anytime you're tracking any type of data around your health or anything in life, um, remember subjective versus objective needs to be a thing that you're always comparing against itself because those are the things that you should be A-B testing all the time. Um, and hopefully over time, what one of the big goals I would say for most of us, and this is kind of what I'm personally going through by going tech free is trying to become more in tuned and more intuitive with how I feel. Um, you know, and I realized that the tech actually started making me kind of 
more dependent and reliant on what my score was versus just really relying on my subjective feeling. And I personally, you know, like when I, I tend to be a little bit more ancestral and primal in my thoughts with like, oh, we, you know, we haven't done this in millions of years. Why the fuck do we need technology now to do this? Um, and the answer is you don't actually need technology. You don't need a fitness tracker to actually hit your goal. You don't need to track your calories to hit your goal. Um, you need to become more intuitive with how you feel and how, you know, what you look like and your energy and your sleep and your sex drive and all these other things that we measure health off. Um, so that was one thing that was kind of like my second knock on tracking is I think it really takes the user away from becoming a little bit more intuitive. And I think that's such a powerful thing. Um, that a lot of humans unfortunately don't tap into. And I think this, you know, we see this with technology when social media came out, right? Like look at, look at the gap that we have in social life now. Social media has brought more people together ever than we ever have in the entire planet, right? In the world, in all time of history. It's the thing that's brought more billions of people together. But I think it's also been the thing that's created such a social gap when it comes to real life you know, face-to-face time with people is because we're so socially awkward now because we're so used to communicating behind a screen or a phone or a text message or an email or a post or a filter. Um, and I think it takes a lot of that genuine kind of social aspect out of it. So it's one of those things that's kind of, uh, it's funny because it's a catch-22. You think, okay, well, it's bringing more people together. So you think it's actually something that's good for the social, you know, aspect of health. But in return, I think from the real-time face-to-face exposure, it's actually making us worse. Like, um, not to knock younger generations, but if I see younger generations under me and a lot of people that are very dependent on technology, they're kind of socially awkward. I work in Palo Alto in Silicon Valley, right? I'm not going to lie to you. Most people have a hard time keeping genuine conversations going. Um, and the, the ones that generally have more of that social awkwardness behind them also tends to be the ones that are on screens more, social media more, video games more, TV more, um, and are communicating from behind something versus face-to-face. Um, and I think that's obviously the exact same thing that we see with health and fitness, right? It's like the more time and the more dependence you create on this technology, um, I think the worse over time you're going to become with yourself be and how intuitive and how in tuned you should feel. Um, so those are kind of the two things that I wanted to look at is like just to kind of open up with some of the cons that I think fitness tracking is like, number one, you're going to create a lot more awareness, which is going to create anxiety for you because you're going to realize how bad certain things are, how little protein you're eating, how much money you're spending in certain areas, um, how bad your sleep is, what, you know, all those things. Uh, and just remember this too, there's a lot of research showing that this technology in the fitness space is still not even close to being 100% accurate. So it's like, it's always a baseline, obviously, to come back to, uh, but it's something not to live your life by, right? And then number two is really just the, the fact that it really takes you away from becoming more intuitive with yourself, right? Um, those are the two things that I had in my head is like, if I were to say that I would like not suggest, you know, for people is like the people that already have a lot of anxiety around certain subjects, um, or the people that already struggle with kind of being in tune with how they feel and that, that disconnect technology is actually going to make worse, right? Now, on the other side, the cons and the beautiful thing about tracking this stuff is kind of the exact same thing flipped over backwards on the cons, right? Um, creating awareness for you, even though it's hard and it might create anxiety in the kind of the beginning phases of it. Um, it's something that it creates awareness so you can actually create accountability and you can start to build systems around bettering these things, um, that you're now creating awareness around, right? So if I'm a financial advisor and I say, holy crap, like you're spending $3,000 a month at restaurants and bars. 
okay, now I can start to build systems moving forward or I can start to develop better habits for myself where I can actually maybe reduce that by 50%, right? And save myself $1,500 a year and save myself an extra $18,000, I'm sorry, $1,500 a month, $18,000 a year. Uh, you know, and you can start to plan these things out in the micro and the macro. And I think when you think about fitness tracking, same thing. If I'm tracking calories or macros with somebody on like something like my fitness pal or something basic like that, and they're eating 40 grams of protein a day, it's like, cool, that might be shocking to you. That might give you a little anxiety how little you're eating. Um, but that's okay. Like it's data for us to move forward, actually build better habits, build systems, build you a plan and structure, um, that can get you to whatever goal that might be for yourself, right? Um, and then on the other end of it really is like having something objective is nice because you can then start to compare the both subjective and objective against each other and start to just toggle these things and race them against each other. Um, so it's funny when I say the cons and the pros, I always tell people that like literally the things that make it the cons are also the things that can make it the pro. Um, and it's how you approach it at the end of the day. Um, but I think for me, the biggest thing is just the amount of awareness that it creates around certain areas, because a lot of people, unfortunately, in, in order to become a little bit more intuitive, you kind of first have to go through a stage of awareness. Um, and I think when you think about all self-development, right, you even think about AA, like a lot of it is built on stage one of building awareness around this subject. And once you build enough awareness and you build a relationship and you build enough kind of identity around where you're currently at, then it's much easier for us to kind of set a goal and set a plan to how to connect those two dots. Um, so for me, what I really want to kind of finish up with today is like, how do you use tracking and, you know, fitness wearables and when should you really use them? Um, and is this something that I think you should be using for the rest of your life? Um, and to start off with that last question, my answer would be no, I don't think you should. Um, I would probably encourage people not. Um, but that being said, the things that are going to make you be in place not to be able to track all the time um, is a lot of groundwork that I don't think a lot of people ever kind of get to sometimes. So you might be one of those people that's like, hey, it's better for you to track it. Maybe it's something to just keep you more accountable, right? So here's how I would use it. Number one, if you are trying to do something new or take on a new task or have a new goal or be somewhere that you've never been before, um, putting as many different place or things in a place to kind of build structure and build accountability for you, I think are the most important thing. Um, you guys have heard me say this in previous podcasts. There's four reasons people go to coach from knowledge, structure, accountability, and motivation. Uh, motivation is a derivative of progress, which I've say a million times. So a lot of it, what people join a gym or get help or get type any type of structure and accountability for is like those two things are going to be the things that allow you to move the ball forward probably the fastest. Um, so I think technology is actually a great way to jumpstart the journey for a lot of people. Um, and it kind of gamifies it for people too, which is another pro because I think a lot of us are just attracted to progress, obviously. Um, in this gamification process, you know, one of the guys, this is, you know, a backstory. He was a client for a short term. Uh, Jameson, shout out if you're listening to this. Um, super, super smart guy, right? Start, you know, started, built and sold gaming companies and, we were actually talking about possible partnership and maybe down the road this will still happen about, you know, how, how they build games and the psychology of how you get like the, the, the user hooked on, you know, you know, gamifying it. So giving them points or giving them a score or giving them something objectively to kind of work towards where they can kind of build up on these points. Um, I think it's a great thing, even though it's very powerful. It's like one of the things that I think social media is so addicting for is they, they kind of, they built that psychology into it. That's uh, the same thing that the reason why games are so successful is it builds the addiction into it. 
pro and a con, depending on where you're at. Um, but I, I like the gamification process when it's in a it's in a direction that I think is better for people, right? Like if I can gamify something that's going to get you to take more steps by tracking your steps, then bingo, let's do it. Put the Apple Watch on and pay attention to your steps every single day. That's fine. Um, if tracking your performance and the weights that you use in the gym helps you, if tracking your calories and your macros work, if tracking your sleep, if tracking your stress and HRV, if doing blood work twice a year or four times a year helps you, um, all of these things, if they help move the ball forward in the right direction for health, uh, I think they're powerful, you know, tools. And I think you definitely should be using them. So I think for a lot of people, when you're either, when you're trying to bridge the gap of a new goal, or you're starting something new, it's nice to have a lot of data points in front of you for the things that you want to focus on because uh, it makes it easier to use both objective measurement and subjective feeling to move forward towards the goal, right? Um, and, you know, for the exact opposite scenarios, like for me, and this was almost going to be the podcast subject of today, was like the idea of maintenance mode, the idea of that like maintenance and complacency can kind of be uh, mixed up sometime in the conversation. I think when we look at maintenance as something that like, you know, you should be able to eventually get yourself towards, which basically means like you don't necessarily need to be always progressing in every area of life all the time. You know, sometimes things have to kind of be put in idle so you can progress certain areas of your life, right? So for me, it's like, okay, if I want to focus more on work, Sometimes that takes away a little bit from my social life. Sometimes that takes away from my my fitness. Doesn't mean I'm not socializing or I'm not doing my fitness and my workout, but maybe I'm not pushing as hard in those areas to grow those spaces. Um, and the whole idea of pursuit of balance obviously stems from that. It's like we don't want to take away from anything, but sometimes we just kind of need to let the thing coast a little bit. Um, and I'll be transparent with you. My workouts personally have being kind of in a maintenance mode for a long time and i'm not mad at it like i'm actually happy with where my body's at i'm happy with my strength i'm happy where, where my performance is i don't necessarily need to be able to deadlift 100 extra pounds or take a minute off my mile time or be an extra five percent leaner or add an extra 10 pounds of muscle to be happier i'm happy where i'm at um you know where i'm trying to put a lot of my focus is into my business and the growth there um, and obviously that's just for me, right? So when you guys think about this for your own story, right? Like really find the areas like what are the things you're really, really trying to focus on? If your job, if you're an employee and you kind of have a nine to five and it is coasting and you do your thing, you can clock in, clock out and you want to focus more on your fitness, then you can push more in fitness just like I push on work. Um, so all those areas are obviously very different for people, right? But using um, the technology doesn't need to be something that's dependent when you're in kind of the, the idle mode. So for me, I'm not really tracking much of my workouts, like the weights that I use or the weight on the scale or speed or performance or steps or calories. Um, cause I know the plan that I've built is kind of working where it's at too. Uh, which leads me into the next part, right? Which is when should you not use technology or start to become off it is when you actually started to really take away majority of the information that you could from it, right? So if I really start to attract sleep and I start to change these little habits, okay, we well put blackout curtains, okay. Um, I put earplugs. Okay. Uh, I stop eating three hours before bed. Okay. I, uh, make the room a little colder. Okay. Um, and I start to see my sleep trending the right direction. I'm going cool. I think I now mastered the systems that I know that I need. Um, and the habits have been built around bettering my sleep. Um, you know, and I know the things that work and I know the things that don't, right? So when I drink or I eat late or I do those things, my sleep is worse. I don't necessarily need to track that because I kind of know that, right? Um, and instead of me just becoming always dependent on a number, it's like I use the technology to get me to this place to know what works and what doesn't. And once I get there, I kind of like track less, right? Or don't track at all. 
Um, I wore my aura ring once in a blue moon. I'm like, you know, let me just throw it on and see where I'm at. Cause like, I kind of know where I'm at built, you know, based off the routine that I already have. Um, and it's the same thing for me with fitness, the same thing with me for finances, right? It's like anytime I'm doing a new venture, a new campaign or a new, new ambition in anything when it comes to goals, those are the times I generally start to track because I want to use the data points to see how it's working. Once I kind of get there and I know the systems and habits and all those things it takes to get there, kind of stop tracking um, because for me, it's just like an additional stress that I don't need to have. Um, and you guys have heard me say this, I think like six podcasts ago, the famous Bob Marley quote, like the day you stop chasing numbers, the day you win, right? Like numbers never end. So if you're only chasing numbers, your seek for happiness and your pursuit of happiness will never end. So I think technology is a very kind of seesaw thing for people, right? It's like be aware that it's a very powerful tool to create awareness and create accountability and give you objective measurements behind what you're doing, which is great if you're starting off with something new, which is great if you have a new goal. It's great if you're doing those things. Once you build these systems and you build these habits, um, then I think it's something that you probably actually should be encouraged to track less, start to become more intuitive, start to learn what are the things inside of the process that provided me that result, right? Um, and then you can just start to track the result or you can start to just become more in tune with how you feel. How do I know when I slept well? Well, I can tell you right now when I wake up and I'm like, I feel like a million bucks. I got energy all day. I don't need coffee. I feel good. My workouts are phenomenal. Um, if I wake up and I'm kind of tired and I feel like I need a little extra coffee, my cravings are off. Those are things that are like me that I've created over the years of doing it that allow me to come more in tune with myself, right? So I hope this helps you guys. Um, I think fitness tracking is a very powerful tool. It's something I definitely recommend for a lot of people. The last thing I want to kind of leave you guys with is the things that I would recommend for people. Um, for me, number one, I think in the fitness tracking space or kind of recovery space, I like Aura Ring and Whoop. I think Whoop does a better job at 24-7 kind of tracking. Um, Aura, um, the only reason why I say it's not as good as Whoop for 24-7 is because it's a ring. I don't like working out with a ring on. Um, so that's why I don't wear it during the day. It's much easier for me to wear a wristband than a ring. That's just personal preference. I think Aura Ring, though, that being said, is a uh, more accurate tracker. Um, so from a sleep perspective or if you're someone that's okay wearing a ring, I think Aura Ring would actually probably be what I would recommend. Um, and I think from that, you get a lot of fitness data, caloric data, um, sleep data, recovery data. Um, and it's important to look at resting heart rate and your breath rate and your heart rate variability and your activity level for the day. Um, second thing that I think is a very powerful thing, especially more in the diet space or health space, even more importantly, is uh, continuous glucose monitor. There's a lot of private companies doing this now. I've used the NutriSense, um, which is something that you literally switch out the, the um, what's it called? The actual monitor itself, you switch every two weeks. Um, and this is going to give you live time, 24-7 blood sugar, right? Knowing where your blood sugar is volatile, knowing what bad sleep does to it, knowing what certain foods do to it, knowing what certain drinks do to it, knowing what stress does to your blood sugar. Uh, there's a lot of things in health and longevity and diet and weight loss that you need to understand that your blood sugar um, is a nice data point to have on that. Um, three, when it comes to tracking things, things like simple, like my fitness pal, I think are great starting points. Once again, I would never track calories or macros the rest of my life, nor would I ever want to. Um, but just like we talked about this entire podcast, use it as a jump start. use it as a place to get you to a place of seeing progress and then start to become more intuitive. Um, and then outside of that, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I really have used in the past. And I'm obviously keeping this very health and fitness related. Um, 
Those would be kind of the big three ones that I think out of everything that I've used in the past are probably great places to start with. The blood sugar, some continuous glucose monitors, some type of fitness wearable, um, and then obviously something to kind of track nutrition. Those are three things that I could think are very powerful to get you very far into your health routine for yourself. And then once you develop these things, um, pay attention to how you feel. If you think it's causing more stress, pull the plug. Or do it once every month or once a month every quarter or once a month every six months. Um, or do it every once in a while to kind of give yourself a little like checkpoint to see like, hey, am I still kind of in the right track? Because, um, you know, I'm going to go tech-free for a while, but I guarantee I'm going to bring tech back and I'm going to use it on and off just like you should kind of be cyclical with I think most things in life, right? All right, guys. Well, I hope you like this. As always, take care. Have a good day and I will see you next week.